0: Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott. And Dave, I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Uh, Universal basic income. You ever heard of that, Dave? Oh, I'm,
1: I've heard about it, and <laughs> I am. I want it. I want it. I'm all in on this <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, no. Aren't you? Uh, no, I'm why? not. Well, I why? mean,
0: I probably, I should be the devil's advocate, but I in this particular case, it's
1: really tough to be. It's really tough to even say that BS I just told you mm. because I'm not in on it. I, I, I can't get. You know, but I will tell you, going forward in this conversation, I'm going to try seriously. I'm going to try to pull out the positives that are people see. I'm going to really mm-hmm. try to see that point of view. Ah, man, I, 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 I already know how this is to me, but I'm going to try to pull out a couple of of positives to see why okay. why why this should we should implement this. Well, I will.
0: I will do my best to do the same. <laughs> Good luck. And I I I struggle a bit because I am a libertarian. I want the government out of my business. I want to take the responsibility for my life on my own shoulders. And I think government, you know, we were talking earlier. I was like, you know, I want the government really to be the official on on the field who's kind of making sure people follow the rules. I don't want I don't want them to be a player on the field as well. Right. They're and, expensive to
1: have on the field.
0: Yeah, and they keep changing the rules as, as, as they go, and they typically those rules benefit them. Benefit
1: them. <laughs> you're,
0: you're right. And you can't kick them off the field.
1: Nope, not once you invite them. Yeah.
0: So those of you who have not heard of universal basic income, uh, UBI for short, universal basic income is the idea that the government would provide a very basic income for everyone universally.
1: And it sounds pretty basic too. They're not even offering that much. There's
0: a few different folks who have, who have talked about doing it. Andrew Yang, he ran for president uh, the 2019, he was out campaigning for the 2020 election. And he was talking about a $1,000 cash payment to everyone in the United States. That's
1: not going to get me on board. As
0: long as you're, you know, of age 18 and and older, you would get a thousand dollars if you are uh, Jeff Bezos to um, you know the guy asking for money on the street you'd still get that thousand dollars every single month basically no strings attached you just get it because you are um uh, well supposedly a citizen of the united states i'm not even sure that that was in his plan. His
1: citizenship well this was uh, let me ask you when would he When was he actually talking about implementing it well, he said, I, "I didn't say that word right." Just, you know. <laughs> implementing it. Thank you. He he said,
0: "You know, if he were to be president, he would he would be pushing for this law."
1: Um, so, a couple exist. years or a year or two later, we were having a mass influx of a lot of of illegal aliens mm-hmm. into our country, immigrants, whatever. And mm-hmm. um, so, I wonder how he would feel about that part of it. Mm-hmm. I know that right now they're all about giving them money and making them all. It's just so expensive. It, it is, but. In his, in his, um, in Andrew Yang's vision, it didn't have a couple of extra millions of people that, you know, mm-hmm. and so it'll be, it would be interesting. It'd be, how about this? His thoughts would be, his idea would be way worse off with all these extra people that aren't even accounted for.
0: It is a very complicated topic. Uh, we were talking about earlier finance, very complicated, so many different factors and details, taxes. Very complicated. Unfortunately, very complicated. Yep. And then uh, free market economy, economics, also very complicated. Tons of details. We are not experts, but no no expert even has the expertise in all of those particular areas. And if it's, it's the government that wants to implement it,
1: oh my gosh, what do they do well? Well, and, and, and to be honest with you, this is... Uh basic income well i'm telling you that a basic um education should allow you to see through this or see what this is about it is difficult to talk but this is relatively easy to uh, understand an outcome that could come from it i feel you know yeah it's just hard yeah i guess if it's if it's painted correctly so maybe we will try to help paint that because maybe um because to me, it just seems like it's so easy to be such a bad thing to do. It's so easy to understand this is a bad thing to do. And I'm here I'm trying to <laughs> tell myself I'm going to try to like be all in and try to see wow. if I can find some positive. Because I will tell you, getting older, I don't like working as much. I'm a huge believer in, in um, I'm going to get out of life as I put into it. And, which is great, because that means the sky's the limit for me. But, you know, as I get older, sure, it'd be nice to be able to, you know, maybe not work as hard. But guess what? I'm already setting myself up my, you know, so that happens later. Mm-hmm. I could do that on my own. Because and more successful. That's right. <laughs> you know, but I'm just, I'm just saying, really, is this really needed? No.
0: One of the things that's, I think, glaring is that people like free stuff. And some people don't really care what the ramifications of that might be. Absolutely. And I think in this particular case, getting $1,000 a month with no strings attached, yeah, it sounds great, but there are some ramifications. I, I know people that would jump on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So one of the things is that it's very expensive.
1: So tell, tell, tell me how.
0: So our in the, in the United States, they're estimating if... People got about a thousand dollars a month. It would be right around three to maybe four trillion dollars. That's a lot.
1: We—that's uh, uh, annually to pay this out. Annually, yes. And that's more than we even get out of taxes, isn't it? How much do do you know off the top of your head? How much are that we the government gets from us out of taxes? I thought it was like three to four trillion dollars. I thought something like that. Well. Uh, oh my gosh you didn't pull that up
0: okay so sorry to do this to you again dave this is so hard i'm bringing up the u.s debt uh, calculator again and just to kind of go give us some some numbers as of today uh, national debt is at 29 trillion dollars but doesn't it ever go the other way and and it's no it's spinning up pretty fast Mm -hmm. u.s federal budget deficit this is the official one um it's over two trillion dollars almost three trillion dollars so spending is at six trillion we get about 2.8 so
1: i was i was off in a bad way <laughs> yeah so i was thinking three or four so how are we going to sustain it
0: i, I yeah so they said yeah just over three trillion dollars per year in taxes and that doesn't include the cost of of health care the current right. the current biggest costs to the United States is Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security,
1: and healthcare in the United States is outrageous. Outrageous,
0: and you know, Social Security has—I mean, it's headlines all the time. It's not sustainable in its mm, current nope. form,
1: and and they've been ringing that bell for years. Mm-hmm.
0: And it, I don't know if folks have heard this, but turns out that the birth rate is kind of stagnant right now. We're That's not right. having enough children. To increase the number, the, the population in the United States right. uh, through through birth rate. Now, it right. doesn't include you know immigration that sort of thing. But the idea is, Social Security is really paid to the retirees from the people who are currently in the workforce. Right. And if that workforce continues to drop, well, we're in trouble. That,
1: absolutely, <laughs>
0: because there won't be any money when these people working retire.
1: But you're not a senator. I don't know how you could have come up with that.
0: <laughs> well, so something, they're going to have to do something. I'm not a fan of Social Security. I really, again, I'm, I'm a libertarian. I think people need to be responsible, plan for their own retirement, and I would have
1: gra- be responsible for themselves. Let me ask you this. Would, would you have rather have, let's say, right when you um, joined the workforce, say, the Social Security, how about, how about you just put that in a savings account for me? And I'll just try to invest that money that I have to pay out, to like if I ever had to pay money. Mm -hmm. Instead, I'm paying it to the back people, right? Mm -hmm. But if they're going to number one, they shouldn't just take. My point is, is if they don't (laughs) take it out, I could take that money and put it into a bank account, and take care of myself. Mm -hmm. That's right. So here's a little. (laughs) That's a little test that that if they ever want to check on something social that's been failing. Slowly through all these years, anyone who who knows
0: anything about finances knows the power of compounding interest. Mm-hmm. If you start when you get your first job, just putting away $100 a hundred dollars at it, you know, every paycheck, you know, by the time you hit retirement age, you'll be a multimillionaire. It's a very powerful yep. thing. If the government forced you to do that very thing and put it in some sort of investment account and just left it there, the citizens would be in pretty good shape. Right. But instead, the government has taken it upon themselves to take that money and take it from you, put it in their own coffers, and in some cases, not spend it on your retirement,
1: but on other things. Right. They put it in other things thinking that there's going to be, thinking that it's going to have some payback. Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. It's not even theirs to be touching in the first place. It's unnecessary.
0: And at some point, there has to be a shift and I don't know what, what, what point that would be, but people really need to just be thinking in terms of what they need to do in order to be prepared for their time of retirement. I agree.
1: And friends or family or loved ones, it's, I have very little sympathy if they didn't want to put in the effort to get themselves prepared for their, when they when they're getting old
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and, um, it's it's it should fall back on them and maybe their family, but it shouldn't be their neighbor, you know, it, because they just didn't want to put in the effort. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are doing our best to um, have a you know a nest egg, I guess you could call it, to to live off our own and not rely or take away from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I, I truly am a person that ha- I have a hard time asking for help and. I would have a hard time just taking it, knowing that it's costing somebody else, when I, especially when I know I could do it myself, yeah. if you well, allow me
0: to. You have some pride, yeah. So th- they're talking a little bit about how do you afford this? Yeah. Andrew Yang, is, his, his plan was to not kill the other welfare
1: programs that are going on right now. Oh. He was did, saying... I wonder how much that costs us a, a year. Well, a lot. And then he wants to know. add this extra it's $3 like trillion on top of yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I think the other programs are, are over a trillion dollars a year. Uh, so with this, he's talking about having an option of choosing whether you get this universal basic income or these other things. Now, mm-hmm. you cannot have a basic income of $1,000 a month and still afford government health care. It's an enormous cost. So his his thoughts were, well, you've got to you got to make a decision. Which one do you want? You want the cash value, or do you want the other health care? Well, if you're young and healthy, maybe you're just going to choose that that uh, that cash right there. But again, the cost of doing this is so enormous. How would you pay for it? Well, they are talking about a tax. Upwards of 75% of someone's income.
1: Okay, so. (laughs) so, 75%. So let me ask you, when your your drive is to succeed in something and you find out that um, you have to put in significant more time to make those goals. If I go to work and find out essentially that I am now, hmm, how do I say it, taking home three quarters less money. Mm Mm-hmm what's incentive to fight or, or to, I say fight because a lot of times you have to work hard to get what you get, but <laughs> why but would you expel those? Why inc- would you want to? Those it would resources. Be right. Uh, it's it's I, like a circle that won't. I look at it. Come around just
0: to make the numbers easy. What if you had a, 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 you know, you're working four days, 10 hours on each of those days. So you're working your 40 hours in a four day week. In this case, you're working three days. Out of that four day work week for the government, that's right, you're only getting back that one day. And by the way, this doesn't (laughs) all, all of you know, all of this stuff, in my opinion, demotivates someone to work harder and go farther because there's a certain stage where it just requires too much effort. I was watching all kinds of different videos on this, and I'm so tired of hearing people say that the rich don't work hard it is such a lie the rich the reason that they're they're rich is they have certain skills but they also have a work ethic they have done some things that you would be very surprised if you were ever to sit down and talk with someone who's you know a multimillionaire or a billionaire my guess is jeff jeff bezos um zuckerberg uh gates these
1: are people who don't just sit around now understand that i think that there's you know there's some rich people that you know that they just come up with you know their own um perfume line or you know that's you know pre-made for them you know but that's not really a, you know uh, uh accomplishing much in life you know but those are well
0: i i'm a free market kind of guy so if you're producing a product that doesn't cost you a ton of re you know resources um i think that's good because you've created something of value that other people of course value that's good that doesn't mean that that person is going to sit back and eat ho-hos and ding-dongs on their couch watching uh, yeah, you know, you know t- daytime yeah. um, soap operas these typically these are people who they have these successes and they're driven again to do more well
1: to your point against mine a little bit is all right let's just say if i want to uh, pull a uh, somebody similar to a kardashian that you know their name enough is is popularity as it is and if they do come up not them somebody else creates a perfume or a clothesline and they Mm -hmm. just say, Hey, we want you to put your name on it, blah, blah, blah. So, so, but there's people that are going to have to make that. There's people Mm -hmm. that are going to have to, you know, promote it and sell it. And so that does create jobs Mm -hmm. and stuff too. So there is that. Okay. So
0: my wife, she loves these reality shows and I, just because I want to, you know, kick back and watch TV with my wife. Um, You have to watch these? I watch some of these things. Those are lies. She has to sit there and watch these (laughs) with you. (laughs) So uh, a few nights, maybe it was a couple weeks ago, we sat down and she's kind of flipping through these different shows and she came across one with Paris Hilton. And it's kind of like a documentary style. It follows her and what she does. And she is totally not the person that I thought she was. I looked at her as like she's like a you know Kardashian. She's the original. She's the yep, one, true. the the first influencer. Yep. yep. And well, that's funny. But watching the show, you start to open your eyes and you go, "Oh my god, this girl works way too much." At some point, she's going to to kill herself because of the the amount of of resources she's. Expelling. Yeah, she's
1: grown up a little bit.
0: She is in her hands are in so many different projects. She has it's an incredible amount of work and time spent she'll fly around these different places and she's not just flying and hanging out drinking you know cocktails she's working during that time her downtime is very very limited yeah. she says she can't even sleep at night she takes hey,
1: keeps her out of trouble you know
0: sleeping pills and other things she's talking about the amount of time she spends working it's not just free. She's, um, she was even talking about uh, this boyfriend that she had, and they don't see each other at all. And she that's, doesn't that's a relationship be... that will last. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't even want to be in these relationships because she's so busy. She, she just was, can't
1: give to it. Yeah. She
0: was telling the you know the documentary people that she won't stop until she hits a billion dollars of earnings. And guess that's what? Somebody that's that driven won't
1: stop. It. Yeah, you know. You know? It's crazy. It is. But yeah. And so, yeah, to the point of I, I've, I've always been, I wish there was an easy way for me to go out and find a path, but I don't know if I want that lifestyle either. Mm -hmm. Because also if I'm rich and um, don't have a good education, I'm going to squander it. Or in fact, make myself put myself in a worse position in life. If Mm -hmm. I win the lottery and don't know what the hell I'm doing, you know? So, um, well, we're getting
0: a little sidetracked. Yeah, <laughs> let me pull I know, us back here. Uh, <laughs> it's fascinating. It we, is. we could go on and on about some of this stuff. So the the again the costs here, upwards of a seventy five percent tax on income, which is a little crazy. We've already talked about how that in, you know inspires people to to work more or lack thereof. Yeah, no kidding. The other option they were talking about was having a sales tax, an upwards of 85% sales tax. Now, they call it a value-added tax. It's basically a sales tax. You have a product, the government institutes a sales tax on top of it, and then that money goes back to if it's a state or if it's, you know, some other thing. Um, some I think even some cities have a different sales tax level than the rest of the state. Anyway, in Make, this case, we're talking eighty-five percent potentially upwards
1: yeah. of eighty-five percent. So it makes you buying a car would be quite expensive.
0: Yeah. So if you have a basic income of a thousand dollars a month plus whatever job earnings you're you're bringing in, which is uh, potentially low because of taxes, I was just gonna say, yeah, which isn't very much. <laughs> but if you have a sales tax on top of that, that means that you know that hundred dollars y- you've just added another eighty-five on top of it. That's a ridiculous cost increase to anything that you're buying which so, means that level of income that you have it, the spending power has dropped significantly right. so whatever
1: you own at that moment just know that that's all you're going to have and you're going to have enough money just to yeah. hopefully just to keep it maintained to have it
0: yeah the, so good
1: luck buying anything else new
0: yeah so uh, what i'm trying to say is the buying power has just been reduced which sure. means the, the the value of that basic income also has been reduced. Right. So now we're going to be saying, oh, well, look, you know, the poverty level now is, instead of it being $20,000 a year, now the poverty level is $40,000 a year because the cost of all of the products and services out there have gone up significantly.
1: And that $1,000 is is going to feel like a $250. Yeah,
0: then they're going to have to say, okay, well, we're going to raise that. Well, that that just perpetuates this horrible cycle.
1: Right, and then they need more money. Mm-hmm. And the next year, to make it even sustainable, they're going to have to do $6 trillion to give them double. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> well like I said
0: the the national debt right now is clicked over 29 trillion dollars. We can't afford anything right now, let alone even the idea that we would have a universal Are you, are
1: you trying to claim back we can't build back better?
0: Yeah, we can't afford to do that. No. It's going to it's going to kill our it's going to kill the American dream, it's going to kill our economy. We are definitely going to go uh in the wrong direction. Yeah. So there's some folks that want to that want to see this universal basic income. And then there are some folks that have talked about it in the news. Andrew Yang, obviously we've talked about him, Bernie Sanders. He also would like to have something like this, although he's really pro worker, uh, AOC and the squad—they also want to have. Something I think like I
1: think this. Bernie Sanders is smart enough, believe it or not, to know that um, this is going to fall faster than if uh, my socialism plan, because mm-hmm. he needs to have some workers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this yeah. here would create a lot more people just giving up.
0: The argument is, is that if you have a basic minimum income, then when someone's working a job that doesn't have a large income, this will supplement it. I also think this demotivates people to work more, not only because I mean, just having this basic income, but all of the things that would have to exist in order for this basic income to exist. We're talking taxes. There's not a we'll we'll get into some of these locations that have actually implemented this as mm-hmm. an experiment.
1: But I'm sure it turned out well, right?
0: <laughs> the sample sizes are pretty small. So it so it, the the experiment didn't impact the entire economy of all the people uh, outside of this experimental group, so the taxes didn't go up. The it was a costs, true test. Yeah, exactly. The cost of goods and services didn't go up. So we had a small number of people try it out and get this boost in income without the other negative effects that would happen if you did implement it nationally. So who
1: else is in? Who else is in on this?
0: So Joe Rogan and Elon Musk are two of the names that popped
1: in now. If, Have they just lost reality or do they, I mean, <laughs> some people get so big, they've, they've, you know, they might, they lose touch. They lose touch is a good way to say. So, so is that, are they pushing it or are they just thinking it's coming? The way I hear it. And if you listen
0: to Joe Rogan, you can see that he's struggling with the idea and he's pro, and then in some of the videos, he's like, well, but I can understand this would, this would have bad things happen. But here's the, here's the kicker. When he was talking with Elon Musk, and he talked about universal basic income, and uh, Elon was in some of these other interviews, he always said, yes, I think it's coming because of automation. Right.
1: And that has been talked about for... Um... Quite a while, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, robots taking over the jobs, mm-hmm. and so at some point there's going to be a
1: huge number of people that are not employable because the people that, and it makes sense, business, right? People that own these companies and they they're bean counters, you know, they just want to make that company, you know, you know, cost less to produce, right? And so in the long run, they can look at it like, oh, this is this is uh, this is the way to be, they think, but in the long run they 're going to be producing items that won't even be affordable to people I thought
0: I, mean? I thought I uh, thought well, I thought Elon Musk made a good argument that is he 's not necessarily for the for ubi he is really thinking it's going to happen because, because of automation, of it, right? and I think, okay, well, why is it that we have so much more automation? Typically, a business doesn't buy some robot or some system to replace an employee unless there is a financial benefit to it's it
1: more efficient more, more efficient,
0: accurate less potentially less. cost less over time and less errors mm-hmm. when i was in uh, australia with uh with my with my brother and, and buddy jimmy we didn't have a whole lot of automation type stuff in our like fast food we went to a mcdonald's i know we go to australia and we get to a mcdonald's which i don't even go it's to what you things. know <laughs> we go there, we walk in, and of course, this is pre-COVID. pre We walk in there, and there's one person at the counter. There's no lines at the counter. We walk in and see they've got these screens. You walk in, and you basically enter your order into a screen. They've got the whole menu in there. You select, you know, the quantity. You can say no pickles. You could add a certain size drink. You pay for it at that little kiosk and then you go sit down. You don't even go to the front, you don't even go to the counter until they call up your order. And in some cases, you know, you can, you know, they'll walk it out to you.
1: Okay, good. I was like, all of that automation. I'll be damned if I'm going up to the damn counter and get my order.
0: <laughs> but it was very interesting because they had this system already in place in Australia. And you could tell there were far fewer employees, Mm -hmm. you know, generally speaking, you have a bunch of people at the counter taking orders and, and doing whatever it is. Well, that to me would never happen unless the cost of labor was um, too expensive. If cost of labor is high, we're talking 15, 20 bucks an hour, labor is super expensive and somewhat unreliable because uh, you know They you're, get sick Yeah They or, get
1: pissed off Don't want to show up to work Yeah Work sucks <laughs> Especially when you're on the your way to McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and, and and to your point um, There's a city here in Prineville They mm-hmm. had a uh, Now hiring for $20 an hour At McDonald's mm-hmm. That's outrageous hmm That should be like Well I'm not going to get in that argument That should be a minimum wage job
0: hmm <laughs> And the cost of, of their services, their products, or whatever, the uh, cost of their food goes up because the cost of labor goes up. Now, if they can get a machine in there that maybe costs the equivalent of, let's say, 25 an hour, but it's only 25 an hour for the next five years, it might be a better investment long term. Except,
1: except for to go show with me this. a company that ever reduces their costs. They might implement all the, if, let's, say, let's say, right? Let's say two years ago. let's just say a burger was was three dollars right well now stuff is getting a little crazy it's like six bucks easily a burger so now they're talking about implementing these machines well they're going to implement these machines right and let's say it does save give them savings they will not go all right guys we've got that burger for 350 now no it's still going to stay at six and it's still going to keep going up from there.
0: Well, and there's a lot of factors that go involved that get involved with just, pricing. But right. you're, I'm just saying I, I that, that just
1: because they they add stuff that is going to be savings, it's not going to come back to us.
0: Well, in this case, we're talking labor, and if you can get a machine to do the job of of a human work that doesn't have all the problems that humans have, yeah. and, it, might,
1: it might slow up the progression and, of
0: costs. And over the long term, you'll save money and headache by the way mm-hmm. then no. why wouldn't you implement Testify. it now now if if the minimum wage or there wasn't a minimum wage if the minimum wage was um let's say 10 bucks an hour and in in McDonald's you could get enough employees to come in at 10 bucks an hour then the cost to Im- to implement these automated machines would would be too astronomical it wouldn't make sense on paper to Absolutely. go that direction so yep. you wouldn't you wouldn't need the automation which means those those jobs remain but the cost of labor is getting so outrageous that it only makes sense to automate with technology and so having a universal income from a lot of these people who are promoting it think that they need it because the automation is is taking the jobs away but if labor didn't cost so stinking much we probably wouldn't be progressing so quickly in those particular areas. Andrew Yang is talking about uh, big, like, long-haul drivers, truck drivers, mm-hmm. and said, yeah, try and convince the truck driver, you know, that once they lose their job, that they can go retool and become some other, like, <laughs> programmer or some they other job. They
1: work on those windmills. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, good luck convincing that person that that is even a possible scenario. Yeah. So he says... In those areas, because automation could replace those those truck drivers, those truck drivers don't have any other options, and so a universal income would would take care of or at least help supplement their income by working something that paid them less because they are now a low-skilled worker in a different industry.
1: Well, it's kind of funny. I'm just jumping. Okay, bear with me. This is a hypothetical. So mm-hmm. let's say they did implement this and they have all these automated truck dr- trucks that take care of themselves. Well, guess what? They're going to run themselves out of work too, because there's going to be less things that they're going to be delivering because we won't be able to afford them. We're going to be going to Amazon a whole lot less because mm-hmm. my money goes a lot, doesn't go quite as far. Mm-hmm. In fact, it won't go anywhere. In fact, I'd be scared to death of spending it. Mm-hmm. Hold it and hoard it. I don't I, know.
0: I can understand that automation can you know replace jobs and, and that sort of thing. I, again, I think Because I'm a free market, you know, libertarian, I think that if you are working a job that you can see the end coming, you need to start retooling then. You need to start thinking about your future. You shouldn't be thinking, well, someone else needs to think about your future. You are the one controlling your life. You
1: are there underneath somebody, uh, another, somebody else's, riding somebody's coattail, essentially.
0: Yeah. And if you can see the end coming, uh, automation in truck driving is not going to happen, you know, tomorrow. It's going to take a while, and if you see that coming, you should probably start doing something now to prepare for a different line of work uh, when that time actually comes.
1: The only negative thing, or the only thing about that to me is, is that I feel, you could see that, and let's say you go, okay, this is going to be an issue, I'm going to come over here, but the problem for me is, is that you can't, you can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. You, can't, uh, you can't displace yourself so much, because as this happens, it's going to affect the entire country to where you cannot go to another job to to make it right because the cost of your taxes are going to be so high that you're not nothing is going to compute eventually.
0: Well, I'm saying if there's no universal income oh, and your and oh, your if there is if, no universal yeah. Income. If there's no universal income and your job is ending as a lot of industries end because of automation, you. It doesn't happen right away. You can generally see it coming and you need to start retooling your own skills okay. so that you can be prepared. If there now, is
1: no universal income, yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I missed that point.
0: Uh The other is, and you were talking about earlier, which is, you know, you and your wife kind of working on a nest egg and preparing, you know, for retirement and not being dependent on anyone else, but self-sufficient. Okay. In that, I think that's a terribly responsible thing to do that's what people need to be doing. Not only should they be seeing ahead, and of course I'm going to be an insensitive jerk as I say this, you should be looking ahead, retooling as you see necessary, but at the same time having enough financial sense to know at some point in time something could happen to you and you
1: could lose that income in an instant. I'm going to give you an idea not even just the income, but the nest egg. You know, mm-hmm. during 9/11, my um, parents lost I can't remember it. It was three to four hundred thousand dollars in their four hundred one k,
0: and
1: that was. I mean, they were doing okay now, but think of what would happen where they would be if that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Their nest egg would have been huge, you know. But um, there's a lot of things that can happen that you could be planning, and if even if things are going right, mm-hmm. you you could be planning and it could be taken away. So, I mean, a responsible person has to have their head their what is it, their ear to the ground or their, you know, they have to be focused on what's coming because it seems like these days so many of the people are just trying to find a way to not have to worry about looking ahead or, or, or figuring out how to survive. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. I want to talk a little bit more
0: about that productivity. Mm. And then I want to talk about some of the places who have, like they've actually implemented some of this. Oh, good. I'm, I'm,
1: I want to hear some success. All Great. Right. We'll
0: be right back. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, NeverTooSerious.com or via our socials at The NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. All right, we are back. All right, you were talking about productivity yeah. and the incentive to continue going right. when, you know, you're getting this basic income from the government. I wanted to, I wanted to, cause I know that you're a good parent. Yeah, you know, oh, well, thanks. <laughs> you, you teach your daughter some, some things about life and, you know, yep. and working hard and earning it, yep. not being dependent on other people or blaming other people for your problems. Yep.
1: She ain't going to need no man. She's going to strive <laughs> to earn her own.
0: Yeah, that's right. But I want to see uh, what you think about having universal income and what
1: that teaches our our kids. Oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I you know, I just the first word that comes to mind, and mind you, it's it's is laziness. But mm-hmm. you know, the expectations that isn't involved actions from themselves, and and it's hard to swallow. I mean, minus that that I feel that there's a lot of prolonged negativity to it, but I mean, I feel that, that there is something to be had for, you know, when I, I build something or I go work and, and and I might even ache or hurt and then I could look back at what I did and I know it was done and I did it, not just that, there's something to be said for something that you've done and not that somebody's done it for you. Mm-hmm. And and I feel that that, when people talk about building character, well, there's a reason for it. That's, you need that. Work Work is good it creates
0: structure, it, it creates uh, additional skills, it gives you uh, purpose. purpose. <laughs> there you go. W- when we've talked about purpose before, purpose is something that's very important. It motivates you. It helps you grow. It, be- it, it makes you a more responsible human
1: being. And I'm going to have to use a point to this. My mother, she's 71. She retired a few years ago she she went and got a job. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a crazy job, but she went to a local area here so she could just help feed animals. It just she needed that purpose. Mm-hmm. Cuz I will tell you that purpose to me is sun and water to a plant. Without it, whether you feel it or not, and I feel for people cuz I'm getting older too is a lot of people wither away after they retire if they don't have purpose
0: mm-hmm. and
1: meaning. And um I didn't sit there and tell my mom, mama, "Mama, don't, don't, don't go to work. You work her because she works her butt off, and because I want her around." And I say, "You go do that. She'll do it well, and she has purpose, and it's not that super duper hard for her." But
0: well, I think it it really is important for our our kids and the generations to follow. To experience what work is, to develop a work ethic, to, to find that you know you can't just be handed things and and live, right? And it's bad for the for the brain, for the psyche to be, you know, to be have everything handed to you and you never accomplish anything right. on your own.
1: Well, you know, Scott, I I keep thinking it's so bad, but show me how this works. So you said that they've done some studies, right? Or they've done some testing mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. So we, show me. I'm wrong. I'm in. I'm in. I want to see where. I could, like, root for this. The, well, I don't know that it's going no, to change no, your no, opinion. No, don't, don't unsell it.
0: <laughs> so the U.S. is one of many countries that have tried this in a somewhat limited scope. Oh. But one of the longest experiments, which is not officially an experiment, uh, Alaska actually has a universal basic income for its, its uh, citizens uh that's it's ge- generated by the oil industry and i want to say it was back in the 7 uh let's see what was it since 1982 but okay okay so th- basically in this i have heard that but... in in this case and i know some alaskan folks the oil companies came in they discovered there's a massive amount of oil in alaska and the amount of profit that can be made from that is massive but it does damage parts of the environment and whatever. So uh, the I want to say that the governor at the time said, hey, you know what? You're taking our resources. We want something in return. And so he took that as an opportunity to provide basically a check to every citizen of but Alaska. But something's
1: being produced.
0: But something is being sold. Exactly. and And so they use this. Now... They don't have, as far as I know, they don't have property taxes or income taxes. No sales tax, I don't think either. Hmm. I want to. I, I, I could got a be lot wrong. Strippers yeah. there, though. Yeah, either. if you're seeing this on YouTube, write some comments below about this. I could be wrong, but Alaskans were getting a check, and I want to say it was over two thousand dollars in in some cases per person hmm. per month uh because of this now it was all based on the price of oil and and some other things and it would fund the government also then pay uh pay the citizens well the price of oil keeps changing and right. now i think they they said that in some cases it's less than $1000 per person because of this now if you think about if alaska actually has fewer residents than some major cities for the entire state, right. which is the biggest state in the union. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so if you think about it, they're, they're basing this off of a product that's being sold for a small population. If, any of, if if that ratio changes, price of oil drops or the population grows, what happens?
1: Yeah, you can't rely on you it. You can't rely on it. No. You'd almost like, I don't know, want to like, I don't know, invest in yourself you know, and your abilities. Mm -hmm.
0: So over time, this has gotten to be a worse and worse deal for them because it keeps, it keeps going less and less. And these people have become dependent and expecting this income, but it keeps going down. Well, what happens is, well, people need to start stepping up and doing things for themselves and not being dependent on the government to supplement their income. This is a good example of government can't keep up with it. Shocker. Shocker. And so people need to be responsible for them and themselves and their family and and, and do something that's going to not be dependent on that other yeah. thing. And so they've been doing this, I mean, from 1982, and they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's tough because Alaska has uh, a national, or a national, a, a state debt. And I can't remember if it's, like, over a billion dollars or not. I'm actually going to take a look at... Alaska's. Let's see. Alaska. I'm looking at the US Debt Population of 700,000 people. And their debt is, oh my gosh, $9 billion with a B. $9 billion. Hmm. That's Bezos
1: could have paid that off in a weekend. <laughs>
0: um, That's I'm surprised. You know, I didn't realize that it was, it was actually that that high.
1: It is too bad that all of our rich folk that do make a lot of money don't you know. I guess you, it's a bad investment. I wouldn't do it either. But, you know, uh, pay us off so we're back at down at zero. You know, give some charity that way. Mm-hmm. But well, then again, you, you do that, then our government's just going to rack it up twice as much. Yeah, no one's
0: learning any financial that's responsibility. Right. That's, that's right. The, I, and this is universally United That's why that States. was a bad joke. <laughs> it's crazy to think how irresponsible people are with finances. I,
1: yes, that's why I, I kind of was touching on it, but oddly is, you know, it was it's said that you know if somebody wins even like 300 million dollars in a in in the lottery if you don't know what the hell you're doing with your money and you're making like 600 dollars a month or or you know to 2000 dollars a month mm-hmm. this is not going to help you it will make you worse you'll end up being in more debt mm-hmm. you know
0: so there's a few other places that have tried this north carolina tried
1: you mean that's not still going and successful <laughs> oh. No. uh
0: north carolina had uh had tried it they said uh, since 1997 revenue from a casino on tribal land had been given to every tribal member okay now basically no strings attached again we're we're basing it on some uh product or service in this case it's gambling and if you increase population or you decrease the revenues from that particular thing this this amount of money is going to change it's not sustainable, it's it's going to ebb and flow and change. And, you know, most of these states are not doing well financially. And in this case, this would be uh, tribal lands.
1: Well, I know I'm probably wrong about this, but, you know, the tribal lands, you know, I figured, I thought that, you know, that they're getting a lot of money um, or they're getting money from, you know, I don't want to go into all why they're getting the money, but they, they get money. And what I thought that that was mildly smart was, is instead of just sitting there taking the money, they sit there and put it into like a casino or or a resort or something so they could in fact get the money from that, which Mm -hmm. could be more, Mm -hmm. you know? So I will say that it was kind of, but that's, that was almost like a community decision too, though, it seems like.
0: Well, there's a few different factors that I think are worth noting in, in all of these scenarios. And we haven't even talked about some of the other countries that are doing it. The goals have often been to help people who are unemployed and in, I want to say almost every single experiment, it has not helped. It has not changed the unemployment level. Now it's helped some of their emotional and, um, um, you know, family status because they have this extra money that is above and beyond what they it, would normally have without it. But it's only it.
1: temporary though. Yeah, but it's temporary. Because when it's over, they're probably going to be feeling worse off than before they didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And, and,
0: it hasn't really changed the amount of employment in these particular cases. No. It hasn't changed whether someone got employment or did not get employment. It just didn't. It didn't make any change to that particular thing, at least statistically speaking.
1: And, it was just like a bonus that they get.
0: Yeah. And again, we we kind of touched on it earlier, which is these are all very small samples of of this particular program. And with all of the impacts, if you did a universal of course, we've talked about all of the taxes and all the the costs involved with with implementing it nationally. We've these little experiments are all very small number of people, and so it hasn't impacted the economy outside of these of these people. So the mm. cost of goods have not gone up. Right. The cost of all these other things have not gone up. So they these don't people really are know.
1: they're actually they can actually take it as a bonus and move on their merry way, not go. Oh, well, I get this bonus, but, oh, my gosh, the gallon of milk is $17. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I, I can't. Or or, or my other monies is so taxed so heavily. It's like, okay, I just need this $1,000 now just to supplement mm-hmm. what I've been ta- paying in taxes. Mm-hmm.
0: It's not a very good test of whether it would work universally because of these particular um, it, scenarios. It's
1: almost like it was made to not benefit them at all, but well, to...
0: And so they're doing a lot of these tests because they want to see how it impacts employment. And so far, it doesn't really show any significant difference in employment. And that's because it's an isolated thing; it's not universal.
1: And but these tests are pro- are they going on now, or is this pre-COVID so, testing too? Because well, good it's, point. It's good point. Think about the cost
0: of 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 everything. Right now, inflation is going up significantly. Folks are still out of work and still on unemployment. Some are running out of that unemployment. And so some of these labor uh, statistics are starting to change, but it's really hard to find employees to work right now. And that's one of the reasons why some of these companies are, are paying are willing to pay more to get people because if they make more than they're making on unemployment, well that's enough to justify getting off of unemployment and getting a job. I've got some personal experience of of people who um, have applied for certain jobs, who have interviewed for a certain job and then not shown up to work because they didn't want to lose their unemployment, but in order for them to receive unemployment payments, they have to be actively searching for work.
1: Right. So I don't know how people are really state my wife was had had in fact in fact, you put in a pool and you're in a pool. You don't get to just get it. You run out of that amount of money and you're done. Mm-hmm. But so it was. It's bizarre to me how people can stay on this over and over, or people get on unemployment that haven't even had a freaking job. Yeah. Well, sometimes How's unemployment that? gets extended. Sure. Yeah. But um, this is true. But at the same time, how are these people constantly like like there's there was in the news that they were always saying, like, "Well, people are just wanting to keep their unemployment and not get jobs." but it has to run out. My wife's ran out. Mm -hmm. If she did not go get a job, we would not be taking any more money. Mm -hmm. How are these other people not having that? How are these other people still having a choice? Mm -hmm. I don't get it other than fraud. Yeah. I know there's plenty of that.
0: Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, Canada in, Oh, they'll make it work. (laughs) I want to say in Ontario, Ah, (laughs) in Ontario, they had like 4,000 people who, who were part of this program and they thought that this would this would be a good thing that they would be able to implement across, you know, the entire country. But what they found is after a couple of years, the, the cost to maintain it was so enormously high. You, it was just
1: not sustainable. And, and like, this is only for 4,000 people. Right. And what we pointed out and talked about before is it's still a shitty test. Yeah. Because they aren't experiencing how it would, how inflation would react as just one issue Mm -hmm. and so if this became successful they'd be like oh hey let's implement it and then they would really get the test but here's this though (laughs) they don't even they're not even getting the issues with inflation all this stuff and it's failing Mm -hmm. in other words it's just a bad idea from ground zero i've got
0: an article from vox and i don't rely on vox for much of anything well <laughs> well you uh, brought it up so much so, other, so what is it what is well, it? they're so far left leaning with most of the stuff that they report, but here's they're talking about you know universal basic income from Finland in mm. twenty seventeen, the Finnish government decided to see what would happen if they chose two thousand unemployed citizens at random and gave them a check for five hundred sixty euros that's about six hundred thirty five dollars u s uh, and this would be for every month for two years. Participants would. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not a ton of money, but so participants were assured uh, they'd keep receiving the money if they got a job. So there's no fear of them losing that if they did get a job. This That's would be good. like a big okay. old, big old bonus. For but them, they're right? still paying for okay. it. Right. All right. Okay. As it turns out, the income didn't help them get jobs but it did make them feel happier and less stressed.
1: Because they were suckers to realize that they're paying that to themselves Mm -hmm. at a higher rate.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The recipients, they also reported that they felt more trust towards other people. And here's a big one, social institutions. Okay. We talked uh, about, you know, when you become dependent on the government, yeah, you're probably going to be a little bit more nice to them about stuff because they're giving you something. Yeah, Uh, This is often... Which creates more power to them. <laughs> That's right. It, it often creates a, a, a power uh, imbalance where the person who's receiving the benefits often is submissive to the person who is giving it.
1: Well, you know, it's like a lender. Like, you're the slave to the lender. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they
0: ended this, this trial in 2018.
1: And would you give up everything for 560 bucks? Or it's euros? Not, I'm yeah, sorry. It's
0: not a whole lot of money and again the goal was they were giving it just to unemployed citizens with the whole idea that that these people would go out and get a job because (laughs) the job would then provide them this would be like a bonus they could get a low-wage job and still survive because they have this extra money and what the experiment found out is it didn't statistically show any improvement in getting a job no
1: but you know yeah, mm. and and
0: you know this is again a small two thousand people in a in a relatively good sized economy in Finland, so they didn't have all of the other universal costs that would be associated with a uh, UBI. Man, yeah. yeah, they've done a, then other. I mean, there's a whole list here: Germany, uh, Spain, the Netherlands, and I, this is, Iran, and Kenya. this is all
1: done. I, mind you, I've been trying to pay attention to the dates. Mm -hmm. most of these are done before Andrew Yang came around. And yet all Mm -hmm. this information is there and he thinks this is a grand idea. In fact, who was it? It wasn't even, you know, probably his mentor, Hillary Clinton. Didn't she even think like, uh, this isn't so good for the United States at this point in time because they're not broken enough to, Mm -hmm. uh, get them to accept it. Well, guess what? That was pre COVID. Guess where we're sitting now. Mm hmm. There's so many people that don't want to come back. So many people won't even go to McDonald's for twenty dollars <laughs> an hour. Mm-hmm. And and you know, there's another thing that's a huge cost to these companies is is benefits, and that doesn't mean just just um, medical, mm-hmm. time off, and all this other things. That mm-hmm. well, you
0: know, the argument by a lot of these people who believe in UBI, they say that they they want to reduce the poverty because poverty is a, a big key factor in someone's success they're talking about these these families where the kids are living in poverty and they never get out of poverty because they never have the money to do so and they they say oh well if they have a basic income then that'll get them out of poverty well it turns out it turns out that people who are in poverty generally speaking don't have a a, a handle on their finances to begin with That's right. they also oftentimes are single parents living in an environment where you're also surrounded by other people Mm -hmm. who are in the same situation.
1: I'm going to buy Finland here. So bear with me because they've done it though. If $650 is supposed to like change your life, you are doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Like if you need that to change, trust me, I I know that that's a lot of food. You could feed somebody for a month. I get that. You could, you could maybe that could be your, at least your, your, but I'm just saying is, is if you need that to really help you, you could do more. We're human beings. We have the uh, amazing ability to do great things, and I feel that we are, as a whole, anyways, have. we not. Ugh, uh, it's terrible. So many people, not as a whole, are, are just so damn lazy-minded, and uh, that don't aren't aren't willing to get up and go work for anything. Well,
0: Andrew Yang is saying that that the people who would receive these things and have he's you know shows history of this the people who receive these these benefits often say that that it improves their their uh, emotional state it gives them an opportunity that they didn't have prior to buy uh some of these little extra things, potentially groceries, potentially a car or do some maintenance or whatever it is but my my take on it is that. Everywhere that this has ever been tried has been an isolated small group, and those particular results they do not experience the outside no. potential effect of a greater universal because for everyone. if they
1: felt that euphoria of it, mm-hmm. why did it fail? Yeah, you know, if it was so grand, why did it fail? It, it's hmm, well, it's so, so frustrating. To me. It is,
0: it is frustrating because
1: so, we, 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 we earn what. I'm proud to know you, watch you growing up and, and Scott, you know, you know, uh, trying to say this because I respect your parents and they did, you you know, the best they could what they could do. So I'm not going to try to say that, you know, you lived in a shack, you know, but you, your parents and you guys struggled, right? Yeah. Big time. And so, um, and that's, that's with respect to them. Okay. So did mine. Mm -hmm. And so when I get to see you today and where you're at, and some, somebody else might not get it because they just think that maybe it was given to you. Mm-hmm. My white privilege. That's right, and it makes me so proud to know that you, instead of, even back before all of this, you could have taken an easier way out, mm-hmm. but you, you want something, and this country gives you, allows you the path to achieve it. But you, you could have, I don't want to say easily, but you could have... Um, stayed in the lifestyle that you were raised in. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to knock it mm-hmm. because I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I just won't get into it, but I'm not trying to knock it. I'm just saying that you wanted to move forward. You want to take the baton that was passed to you and give it to your kids so they could take that baton mm-hmm. and grow. Right. And it, it's great to see. And I don't think that that would happen if you had the mind of, you know, what is, what is somebody going to do for me? Mm-hmm. So it's awesome to see that, that you are, you you're the kind of American dream what people talk about.
0: I totally agree, and and you know I kind of kid that you know white privilege, but I've been accused of of having white privilege from from people that I know personally, right. and and they don't and, know do they? And they don't know that you know for a, a lot of my childhood, I did not live even in the same house for over a year. We jump around. There was a lot of different things in my childhood that would have if if I allowed it. It would have perpetuated to my adulthood, can and, I say
1: something yeah I, you're you have cousins, mm, yeah, and you know they were brought up similar to the way you were, yeah, and they had the choice, right
0: That's a great example, yeah, absolutely um these these folks did stay on the same path that their parents did, and uh and, and we grew up in a very similar environment, and my my brother and I are in a completely different realm than the rest of the customers and
1: i I do believe that there are factors like your mom is not the same as her sister Mm -hmm. your dad is you know you guys just because you were there didn't mean that you guys were you know looking to i don't even know how to call it but like they gave up you know Mm -hmm. that's not they were doing good to you guys for what they could do. Oh,
0: yeah. I, my, I got great parents. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're still around. But I love my parents. They did exactly um, what, what they could. Um, but, I, of course, I didn't grow up with a whole lot of financial sense. And that's the skills that I've had to develop uh, through the years. But here's a key factor. And Ben Shapiro brings this up. And that is I have two parents. I grew up having the nuclear family. And there are some statistics that support if you grow up with a single parent in a poverty uh, environment, the likelihood of you getting out of that is actually very, very low.
1: And that is very, very proven.
0: low. Proven. Over, that is that mm-hmm. is
1: statistically proven.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, there's a, 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 there's a study from uh, Richard Reeves from the Brookings Institute or Institution, and he talked about this, uh, I think it's like a quadrant or... Um, not a quadrant, but it's like a scale of, of, of success. And the idea is if you grow up in that first one where you've, you know, you're super low income poverty level and you have a single parent, the likelihood of you even getting out of that to that next level is very, very low. But if you are in that low level and you have two parents in the home, the likelihood of you... Uh, going to that next level is the same likelihood of going to any of the others. Um, and the likelihood that you're going to reach that top level is 10 times as great we- as, as being in a, a family of a single home. I watched a, a debate. It was from, it was from, um, I want to say Dartmouth. Yeah. And there was two guys kind of arguing each side of, of UBI. And it was, it was horrible. It was uh, really hard to watch, mainly because this guy who's sitting on the pro side of universal basic income, his, his name was uh, Carl Weiderquist, and, Carl. and he's from Georgetown University uh, in Qatar. No, oh, he's an educated man, huh? and he's a very educated. Yeah, but but listening to his his arguments for, he had so many things that I think were untruthful in how he was describing the potential success of these things. And the guy who was talking about the con side, not promoting universal basic income, his name was Orrin Cass from Manhattan Institute, and he made a very, I think, a very good argument. The problem is, is that both of these guys are. Intellectuals, they're educated you know teachers, but they're they're they don't break things down into a really simply simple understandable for the layman, and we're talking about people in you know maybe our category where maybe we're not highly educated and understand all the big words or whatever and but we the, it. The, but the people the people who might really need this universal basic income. Are generally uneducated uh, folks that um, don't have already, you know, the financial sense necessary to to grow. And these guys are talking way over everyone's head. They're talking over my head. That that's a really tough thing to say. Hey, we should be against this free stuff that we're getting from the country, right? From the government. So
1: I I think. I feel I have an understanding of. I'm going to use Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not putting words in his mouth because he. I really like him. And I know mm-hmm. you do too. Yeah. And I. I am happen to be on the side of. I'm down with you believing whatever you want to believe. So that's cool. But I feel, and I'm going to say Joe Rogan and or people like him. So it's not specifically him. So people that are decent in life that really truly could stop whatever they're doing and probably and and can live. Life without ever doing anything else again, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, I hear stuff like what you said, and I have very little compassion for people that I won't try. Mm-hmm. And I feel that a lot of people that are very well to do can have an uneducated compassion. I can't, I don't know the right word to say. Okay. Like, they have, they because they're down with this, it's because they have compassion for people, like, oh. Mm-hmm. man, maybe we should give that to those guys because I feel for them because they do feel for them. I feel that it comes from compassion for people that are, quote, struggling Yeah. instead of the whole don't give them a fish, teach them to. Yeah. And, and so I feel that maybe if you're heightened enough to where you're out of reality a little bit that your compassion might lead you to bend to a way that wouldn't benefit long term Mm -hmm. you know i i try to see like how can these people think this and i feel that compassion could cloud up um what's good or bad for someone or a good or bad plan
0: especially when we're talking about from like government politicians because the idea is oh we need to be compassionate with all these people so we need to take care of them instead of doing what you said which is you know, don't give them the fish. Teach them how to fish. Well, I don't think that either of us are convinced that we should be doing universal not, basic income.
1: I would definitely like to have my money back, but I don't want to have to pay 75 cents mm-hmm. on the dollar for me to get $1,000 because I plan on making a lot more money than that.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, well, I think personal responsibility, take care of yourself, plan ahead, make and, adjustments when you see there's trouble ahead. And
1: start at home, in the family, and mm-hmm. teach your children. Mm-hmm. And that, be that's... examples for their, your children. Oh, th- yeah. I didn't say any of that. <laughs> I will teach them and give them a book, and I will act silly and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scott is 100% right. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. You see? Yeah? Well, that will keep me from having another kid. Okay. Okay. Let's <laughs> wrap it up. No. Uh, that's another joke for Tony. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. All right.
0: Thanks for watching. Catch us on YouTube. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Hit that bell notification. Yeah. All those things. Uh, the YouTube algorithm, I tell you, it's the weirdest thing, but if you put some comments in there, and of course we'll respond. Yes, we will. It helps to promote our channel, which will hopefully grow the podcast. So, if you see us on YouTube, that would be great. Participate. We will participate as well. Yep. If you're just catching us on the audio, um, we actually have, uh, I don't know, how many different
1: podcasting platforms? A lot. A lot. Yeah, I can't count. I only have this many digits. Yeah. And that's seven or ten.
0: <laughs> yeah. But Spotify now offers a video, so you can catch yes. the video version on Spotify. All right. Uh, more information on our website, Dave?
1: never And an email? A mailbag at never 2 com. There you go. All right. Until we see you next time, take care. And be safe.